This is Radio Ukraine International with the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vera Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition of Ukraine Global is about inner sabotage in Russia and how it can actually help the Ukrainian military to drive the enemy out of our land. Stay tuned to Radio Ukraine International. Russian officials reported explosions on May 1st on the power lines in Russia's Leningrad region and a railway in the Bryansk region that borders on Ukraine. A cargo train transporting fuel and construction materials was derailed in the Bryansk region when an unidentified explosive advice detonated near the tracks, regional governor Alexander Bogomaz claimed in a telegram post. No casualties were reported, but railway traffic in that direction was suspended following the explosion. An explosion also hit power lines in the Leningrad region, which borders on Finland, a newcomer NATO member. Regional governor Alexander Drazdenko said that Russian authorities found what was presumably an explosive device. Power supply to populated areas and civilian infrastructure was allegedly not disrupted, he said, adding that complex operational search measures were being taken to identify those responsible for the explosion. Since the start of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine on February 24, 2022, there have been multiple reports about fires breaking out across Russia and other acts of sabotage. Russian authorities claim these attacks were carried out by the Ukrainian military or local partisan groups. Ukraine's military intelligence chief Kirilo Budanov denied all the allegations. However, he told the Washington Post in January that problems inside Russia would happen until the territorial integrity of Ukraine is restored. Russian extensive military defensive setup suggests deep concern over a major Ukrainian breakthrough, the UK Defense Ministry said in its daily intelligence update on May 1st. Since last summer, Russian forces have built in the occupied Ukrainian territories and inside Russia some of the most extensive systems of military defensive works seen anywhere in the world for many decades, according to the ministry. Russia has dug hundreds of miles of trenches, both in occupied Ukrainian regions and well inside the Belgorod and Kursk regions that border on Ukraine, the ministry said. In addition to fears of a Ukrainian breakthrough, the defensive measures are likely also attempts to promote the official narrative that Russia is quote-unquote threatened by Ukraine and NATO, according to the ministry. Ukraine is expected to launch a major counter-offensive in the coming weeks. The long-awaited military campaign is seen as a critical juncture to liberate territories seized by Russian forces. Russian failures during the ongoing offensive in the Donetsk region of Ukraine likely led to the division of responsibilities between two Ministry of Defense blocs, the Institute for the Study of War, said in its latest assessment published on April 30th. The American think tank said that Russian dictator Vladimir Putin's initial reluctance to appoint an overall commander led to cascading effects on the Russian military, including fueling intense factionalization, disorganizing command structures and feeding unattainable expectations. The report alleges reluctance could have derived from Putin's fear that individual military commanders would amass too much power due to the appointment. 
As Putin preferred to demote personnel instead of dismissing them, these rotations also prevented the creation of a stable command structure, according to the Institute for the Study of War. Ukraine's counteroffensive will likely inform Putin's decision about the leaders of the Russian military, as it happened after the previous successful Ukrainian military actions to liberate occupied territories in the fall of 2022. According to the report, the Russian commander who faces the main direction of the potential upcoming counteroffensive will either demonstrate resounding success in defeating the counteroffensive or notable failure. The results will likely determine how favorably the commander will compare to the rest of the Russian military leaders. Christo Grozev, a Bulgarian investigative journalist and author, believes that sabotage among the Russian population can start at any moment if they know the real facts about killed soldiers. He says that the number of killed commanders, generals and lieutenant colonels in Russia is incomparable with any conflict of decades. It is interesting to count, even statistically, the number of victims on their part. They believe it takes 1,000 Russian soldiers to kill one general. So the number of officers killed has grown, and they recognize it. Although Central Television does not report on the issue, all the local newspapers write about these deaths. We investigated a lot of Russian military operations since 2014, one of them really enlightened us, enlightened us about how the Russian army lies to the top. That was when we investigated a very uh, serious war crime, which was shelling of a residential area by Russian military troops in January 2015 in Mariupol. That's before people knew where Mariupol was, now everybody yeah. knows. But then a Russian army artillery unit had crossed the border in the middle of the night to go and shell Mariupol. It was essentially terrorism. And then they went back... Um, and we investigated this case. That investigation resulted in us listening to about 5,000 phone calls that were intercepted and were part of the criminal case file, and they were shared with us. And you could hear the Russian soldiers at every level of the hierarchy lying to their superiors. They were embellishing the story. In one particular case, artillery unit had used one of these grenade launchers, and somebody put two grenades on top of one another. So obviously this exploded, about eight of them had been killed. And the troop commander, or the, the commander of this uh, unit was talking to his boss and said, what do I report? What do I put in there? And then his boss from Rostov thinks and said, put in there a very precise strike from Ukrainian artillery. Said Christo Grozev. This edition of Ukraine Global is about inner sabotage in Russia and how it can actually help the Ukrainian military to drive the enemy out of our land. Stay tuned to Radio Ukraine International. At the same time, recently a Russian Suhoi 34 fighter jet accidentally bombed the Russian city of Belgorod, around 40 kilometers from the border with Ukraine. Regional Governor Vyacheslav Gladkov said authorities had ordered the evacuation of a damaged nine-story block of flats as a precaution. Three people were injured and several buildings were damaged, he said. A video posted on social media showed the impact of the blast, lifting a vehicle onto the roof of a supermarket as traffic streamed along Prospekt Vatutina, close to the center of the city. The bomb left a 20-meter crater and caused an explosion so large it blew a car onto the roof of a nearby shop. In a brief statement, the Russian Defense Ministry admitted that one of its Su-34 fighter bombers 
had quote-unquote accidentally discharged aircraft ordnance. This was a bureaucratic way of saying that the jet had mistakenly fired a weapon, without specifying which one exactly. Thank God no one was killed, the region's governor said on social media. CCTV footage of the incident suggests that local residents did indeed have a lucky escape. The video shows a series of cars passing a crossroads before an object lands on the ground nearby. There is no immediate explosion. The ordinance detonates approximately 18 seconds later, blowing up a section of the road, scorching one of the cars as it passes, and sending a parked car flying into the air before it lands on the supermarket roof. Though embarrassing for the Russian military, the admission of an accident suggests that officials here do not believe the incident will negatively impact Russian public opinion of what the Kremlin still calls its special military operation. In times of war and conflict, accidents happen, sometimes with devastating consequences. Last October, a Suhoi fighter jet, again an Su-34, crashed in the Russian city of Yeysk, killing at least 13 people. The Russian military says it has launched an investigation into the incident. Quoting a former military pilot, pro-government news site Moskovsky Komsomolets suggested the conclusions of the investigation are unlikely to be made public, but lessons will be learned. Russian jets regularly fly over Belgorod, a city of 370,000, on their way to Ukraine. It lies just north of Ukraine's second city, Kharkiv, and has come under periodic attack since the full-scale Russian invasion of Ukraine last year. In the meantime, Christo Grozev is sure that when the real number of soldiers killed becomes clear, this will lead to an internal crisis in Russian society. Even now, there are people among those mobilized in the Russian army who refuse to go further and resort to desertion, sabotaging the orders of the command. But this also seems to be an incompetent war. It seems to be a war where there's no control over how the people on the ground act. Somebody advised Putin to do one thing smart. He moved the war, the cost of the war in Russia, outside of the capital. So the cost of war is paid by the poorest of the regions. So if you go there, you will feel the anti-war sentiment because the mothers know, because the the, the body bags are there. If you go to Moscow, um, it's life as normal. And this is a smart strategy, right? And it leads also to an interesting phenomenon, which is the soldiers and the mercenaries are now complaining that they're fighting against people who are supported by all of society. So Ukraine is mobilized, supporting all of it. And they, the Russian, are forgotten by their society because the news in the evening tells the people in Russia, everything is okay, we're winning. And nobody pays attention to the war anymore. So these people are there and they're dying. The Ukrainians are kicking their ass the last week. But in Moscow and in St. Petersburg, they think everything is fine. So nobody even bothers to check on their, or help them, or, or, or sign up for a volunteer. So it's funny, but Putin did get some advice to do some things right. But it's like a butterfly effect. You move one thing and then you create another problem. Said Christo Grozev. The White House has estimated that Russia's military has suffered 100,000 casualties in the last five months fighting against Ukraine in Bakhmut. White House National Security spokesman John Kirby told reporters the figure, based on U.S. intelligence estimates, included more than 20,000 dead, half of them from the Wagner Group. While some signs of sabotage have become visible in Russia, Ukraine's counterattacks in Bakhmut reportedly forced Russian troops to abandon some positions.
said Colonel General Oleksandr Syrsky, the commander of Ukraine's land forces. The situation near the embattled town of Bakhmut remains quite complicated, and intense fighting continues as Russian troops try to break through Ukrainian defense lines in several directions, Syrsky reported on May 1st. The Wagner Group, other Russian mercenary formations, as well as airborne troops of the regular Russian army, are constantly rushing into battle despite significant losses, Syrsky said. Ukraine's forces repelled Russian attacks near Liman in the Donetsk region, capturing 10 Russian soldiers over the past few days, he added. The battle for Bakhmut has raged on for the past nine months, as Russian troops aim to capture the entire Donetsk region, around half of which it currently occupies. Aside from Bakhmut, Russia keeps focusing its main offensive efforts on Avdiivka, Liman and Marienka in the Donetsk region, where Ukraine's forces repelled over 30 Russian attacks on May 1st, the general staff reported in a recent update. According to the military, Bakhmut and Marienka, a small industrial town north of Russian-occupied Donetsk, remain the epicenters of Russian attacks. Apart from the Donetsk region on May 1st, Russian forces attacked the Luhansk, Kharkiv, Zaporizhia, Kherson, Sumy and Chernihiv regions with missiles, guided bombs and artillery, the military said. Russian troops launched two guided bombs at the Chernihiv region village of Lizunivka, killing a teenage girl and injuring two civilians, Ukraine's Northern Operational Command reported. The guided bombs partially destroyed a school and several houses, according to the report. Russian forces also attacked Kizomis, a village in the southern Kherson region, with two guided bombs, the regional military administration reported. The regional authorities are to clarify details about the victims and the extent of the destruction, reads the report. It is still not clear who exactly orchestrated the explosions on May 1st on the power lines in Russia's Leningrad region and a railway in the Bryansk region that borders on Ukraine. But inner disappointment among the Russian population has started to arise. Indeed, the majority of Russians still support their dictator. But still, underground forces in Russia who are against the regime do exist in the country and are becoming more and more visible. Plus, the incompetency of the Russian military made possible the bombing of Belgorod beneficial for the Ukrainian army, which has shown good results lately on the battlefield. And that was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vira Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova.